Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I am great. I am so excited. I have my new best friend, Cherish <laughs> de la Cruz, with us today. Cherish, how are you today? I am fantastic now that I'm here with you guys. Fantastic. That is really good. So, so this is awesome. I appreciate you being a guest, and I'm just going to jump right on and put you on the spot, okay? Yes. So, so Cherish is a lawyer and she deals with individuals, estate planning, elderly care planning, but, but our connection is more on the small business. She works with small business owners, uh, entity structure, buy-sell agreements, succession planning, that type of stuff. That's kind of your background. We'll get into all that, Cherish, and all that stuff. <laughs> but, so here's the thing. So we got introduced to a mutual friend of ours. It was great. Thought that we'd hit it off and, and, and we cover, we both work with small business owners, yada, yada, yada. So we have this great lunch, coffee, whatever it was. I can't even remember if it was a coffee. So here we are, maybe it's a week later. So I'm telling Dave, he doesn't even know this story, Cherry. So maybe okay. a week later, what do I get in the mail? <laughs> what do I get in the mail but this daily planner and a, look at this, Cherish, I'm putting you on the spot, a personal note, okay? <laughs> so a personal note. So now we're gonna go into this. So first of all, what a way to make an impression, right? You meet somebody, you're networking with somebody, and what do you do? You send them a nice gift. This is, this is a, a Brendan Bruchard a high performance planner. We'll get into the details of this here in a second. But just how excellent is that to be a networker like that? What do you think, Dave? I mean, that's pretty damn right. cool. Okay, so um, I have a friend, Max. Uh, we've, we've done a lot of things together, and Max always said you got to be the thumb and not the finger. And when you send a gift like that, you're absolutely, I mean, I, I'm like, I'm amazed. So um, what are the odds that you ever want to pick up the phone and call Matt? You know, you see a lot of marketers don't think that way. I mean, we're all marketers. Let's not, let's not confuse things. Whether you're an attorney or a dentist or a doctor, it doesn't matter what, what your profession is. We're all marketers. But if you're going to market, you need a captive audience. And what a great way to create a captive audience by giving a, a gift, but not just a gift, but a usable gift that's sensible and that's awesome. I, I love it. Yeah. With a personal note, by the way, it's not just- With a personal yeah. note, that's it. Exactly took the time right. to write something. Yes, so tell me, when did you come up with this? How long have you been using this? So let's talk about the, the strategy itself and then I'll ask you about the journal itself, but tell me. Well, I mean, Matt jokes, um, but I have been very intentional about how I live my life um, and, and really, I, I, I cut out all people who are negative or who don't really contribute something to my life. And so, honestly, Matt was my new BFF, but I say that to my husband every single day <laughs> because I think it's, I think it's important to um, create intentional relationships. And it, it isn't even really a strategy. It's just that I live my life with purpose, and that journal has been very important to me and it has helped me change the way that I view my life. And so okay. in the morning, there's this great, you know, tidbit where you're, you know, thinking about your day, you're structuring it. Um, I have three children. I am a business owner. I'm on several boards. Um, and I need to structure my day so that I can do the things that I really want to do. And so that journal helps me. And I love to give gifts to people I really care about or I feel an instant um, connection with. And I like to bring value to people that are in my network. And 
if I can share whatever resources with my clients, my friends, um, new, new colleagues, then I love to do that. I want to be a resource for other people. And the joy that I get from giving presents um, or doing that in handwritten note is more, is, is, is more for me as well than also for the person. But I don't give those gifts with the intention of, hey, you're gonna, I'm gonna win your business. It's not like that. It's like, I, you know, I, I listened to the Bob Berg um, podcast and, you know, just that giving philosophy. I wanna be a servant leader. I wanna be able to give to people. And then in return, it, it makes me happy, but then it also makes that other person happy. So in the end, it's a win-win. Right. I think that's awesome. So, so tell me, let's talk. This is the Brendan Bruchard, right? He's a guru for the yeah. high performance planner. Tell me about this planner. When did you find it? How did you find it? What is it? How did you use it? Let's tell people. <laughs> we should tag Brendan Bouchard. I know we need to. We should do that. That's right. <laughs> we will tag him in the uh, in the video when we put out like We tag him. Maybe yes. we'll get like freebies. Um, yeah. So I discovered him when uh, a friend of mine a couple of years ago told me about the Motivation Manifesto. And, um, you know, when I first was a lawyer, I wasn't, you know, I was a typical lawyer in the sense that, you know, my, my, my nose was in the books, but I wasn't very growth oriented in the sense of, hey, you know, how should I evalu evaluate myself as an individual? How should I evaluate myself as a business owner? Um, and all of those things. But in the last couple of years and when I opened up my own firm, I realized that when I had some introspection and I looked at myself, that um, allowing me to develop myself to help me become a better communicator, a better mother, a better board member. And so I really you know, dove into the whole personal development and I found Brendan and he really resonated with me. He's always talking about joy. He's always talking about um, high performers and habits that will help you excel in life, but also personally. And right. so I liked how he connected the two. So you were talking about looking for a balance as you left corporate world into your own world, right? Where you now had to balance, you know, I hate balance, but you know, life work balance, but you had to grow a business. You had to be a lawyer. You had to be a mother. You had to be a wife, a parent, and a business owner and a good board member. Mm -hmm. You're looking for a way to add harmony to all that. Right, right. And it's not always, you know, it's not always roses, but right. it helps me be centered. And so I think I started using it in the beginning of 2019. So uh, he just, yeah, I think he released it the end of 2018. And then I've been using it religiously since. And then for people who I know would benefit from it and actually use it, I send it to them. Because not everybody that I encounter has a growth mindset or okay. is willing to do the introspection or would actually appreciate it. So, I mean, I'm very strategic um, in the sense of, you know, I'll send it to somebody who I think will use it. Right. Um, right. And, you know, because I've been very intentional about, you know, who I surround myself with, I feel like the more people I have connections with, they are using it. And then, you know, they'll, they'll write these wonderful comments to me afterwards, like, thanks, this is really making a difference in my life. And that note is just, it just, it warms my heart. <laughs> and, and on the, you know, to take it a step further, I mean, if, if you're helping a small business owner with, with planning and you're building this relationship at the beginning and their mindset is growing, 
well, what else is going to happen to their business as their mindset grows? They become a bigger business and their, their commitment to you, be, it's so important. People really, I don't think, spend enough time on the relationship aspect of business because that's what really it's all about. And when you build a relationship and you're focused on their mindset and their mindset grows and their business grows, that means over time your clients are wealthier and they need more help in various other areas, estate planning, all these other areas. So it's a really good segue into long-term client retention, which Matt and I talk about. It's, it's, it's much easier to go back to the same well than it is to, to drill a new well, right? So. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, and, 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 and when I was first doing this, um, it just came naturally to me because I, I like that relationship aspect. But then I also saw, saw a benefit as a business owner, you know, because I have a network of advisors or trusted advisors and they have a relationship with me. They know, like, and trust me. Um, but, you know, I can have a drink with them. You know, I'm, I'm business, but, you know, I can relate to them. They see that benefit and I can communicate with our clients. And so it becomes as almost like a everybody's in this great relationship where we're all collaborating and thinking together. So when I choose my partners and, you know, even in my business, as a business owner, I mean, my philosophy is collaboration. And so I have this whole model around a collaboration advisory process where we bring in a financial advisor or a CPA or an M&A attorney or other people, you know, sometimes they'll need a therapist or sometimes they'll be, they'll, there are other services that they may need where they may need to grow or they're encountering a problem and they'll turn to me as the quarterback and say, hey, Cherish, do you know anybody in your network? Because I trust you, you know, can you find me this person? And, you know, 99% of the time I usually can. Right, right, you keep growing the network. All right, so this journal, here's the, my favorite part of the journal is uh, today's top three goals or today's top three priorities. I love things in threes, right? So. <laughs> So that's number one. Number one, the biggest thing I get out of this is top three priorities for the day. Mm -hmm. So here's one question I would ask you. Have those top three priorities changed since the COVID-19 crisis? Do you find yourself putting more personal stuff in there, less personal stuff in there as you use the journal? So it's so funny because I actually have this journal here. Right <laughs> it's the same color, Matt. It is. I see that. Yes. So, um, but um, in that sense, um, yes. I mean, for me, that this has become a lifeline in the sense that I need some kind of routine or certainty during this, during this crisis. I mean, in the beginning, week one was, oh, are we really going to be just you know, what is this? How long is this going to last? So week one was just an adjustment period. Week two was, oh, is this really happening? And then trying to get into a routine. And then week three and four, we see this as a long-term plan. What am I going to do at this point to, as a business, as, as a mother of three, as, you know, as, as my child's teacher, what are, what are we strategically doing long-term to plan for this long-term process. We don't know if it's going to be the end of April. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the end of April, but you know, it could be May, you know, we're bleeding into the summer, potentially the fall. Um, and so what are the things that I can do and what can I have control over? And so this, this journal has helped me 
Um, and then making sure that I have the habits and, and am I evaluating or am I picking up bad habits, um, which is so easy to do. Right, um, right, you know, especially during this kind of environment because mm -hmm. you like, you fall out of routine, right? Yeah, yeah. So what, um, what are your clients, I'm sure, I know you have, you know, attorney-client privilege, but right. what are some of the discussions that are, are based around, what are the, some of the discussions that you're having right now with your clients to keep them grounded, I guess would be the best thing. I'm not, I know there's a lot of fear, I mean, but, but I'm sure you're not playing, pandering to that fear. So I'm, what, what are some of the discussions you're having with your clients to, to let them know that, hey, you know, this, this, this is how, it, you know, it'll be okay. I'm sure you're having those conversations. Yes, yes. We're definitely having those conversations. And, you know, usually it begins with a, just a general check-in. Hey, how are you? How is your family? Um, you know, you, you know, if I know that they've got aging parents, are they okay? Or if they've got young children, yes, you know, you know, showing compassion for them having children at home or, you know, dealing with their aging parents. Just doing a general welfare check. In to say, hey, what, what's going on? Because we know that as business owners and as small business owners, your lives are interconnected. So the personal and the professional, they're so interwoven. And now you've got this crisis, so they've got financial concerns. So um, making sure that, you know, that they have resources available to them. So providing them, you know, informational webinars, um, webinars, um, Matt and I did a, a webinar where we just did a, a business check-in and, you know, I, I received wonderful comments from that webinar because they said, you know what, I really, really liked that webinar because it allowed me to think positively in this stage. And it was very uncertain, in the, you know, in the beginning and it's still uncertain now, but just, you know, making sure that you have that mindset and bringing a little bit of joy or laughter or levity to the situation. And I'm not diminishing what's happening, but, you know, trying to keep things positive in this chaotic environment. And then for my working mothers and my, uh, you know, C-suite executives who are um, trying to deal with parenthood. So, you know, doing a webinar on that, it's continuing to be a resource for those individuals and you know my clients and my friends and my network because we need a safe place to I guess vent um, and to express those concerns and I think a lot of people don't have that you know there's a lot of informational webinars which is important and I, and I am right. providing those so I did a webinar on the SBA uh, loans you know the EIDL and the PPP so that's a resource but then there's also the mindset piece which goes with that. And then there's also the personal piece, like, how are you really keeping sane during this time? Because even if we may not be impacted, it, we're not on the front lines, we are being impacted on a daily basis. And that can take a toll on your mindset. And, you know, how do you just keep that up? And so it's sending cards to my network and my friends. And, you know, I went on Amazon um, and, you know, bought these quote cards. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, sending them those quote cards. And there's this great Amazon thing that's like uh, stress less cards. And you can go on there and you just, you just put one of those things. And, you know, to receive a piece of hard copy mail, I went on stamps.com and I, I bought a little scale so that I can just do it from my house. 
<laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's like all of these little practical things, but it brings yeah. joy or some kind of laughter or whatever it may be, because it might just be a meme or something sure. um, that I send them or no, but at least it, it keeps their spirits up. You are like the king networker. So tell us a little bit about, you, you, you're a great networker. You're doing these things we talked about before offline, the, uh, the Zoom cocktail parties or the Zoom coffee, the coffees, that's what it was, the coffee yeah, invites. Okay, yeah. tell us that, yeah, tell us that. So, I mean, I think LinkedIn has been very helpful for me in this situation. I don't necessarily like being on camera and, and but now, you know, because of the environment, it's forced me to become uncomfortable um, and it's okay with being uncomfortable. So, you know, what would have taken me a couple of years to do, like getting, doing webinars and, you know, getting comfortable with technology, I didn't have that time. So I had to condense it and just do it, right? And right, so right, right. It's not perfect and that's fine. Um, but, you know, I have a 30 minute link Zoom on my Calendly account. And so if somebody connects with me on LinkedIn and they're like, hey, you know, I just wanted to reach out, you know, and let, let, let's connect. I have that Calendly link. We do a virtual call. So I've, I've been still doing the networking um, and I block off certain days to say, hey, on Fridays, I'm going to do this or my schedules die down um, on, on, on those days. Um, but I mean, I have been extremely busy since I've been at home. Really? And not just personally, but just professionally. So whether it's a webinar or it's the planning or looking at my processes and I'm like, oh, okay, um, that could be tweaked. This could be improved. Um, and then just spending some quality time with my clients. I mean, I, I just had a, an estate planning meeting with one of my clients and it lasted two hours, which was great because we were able to get into the nitty gritties of everything. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, but of course, you know, there was a technology, like it was, there was this tech snafu in the beginning and we had to go to FaceTime instead of Zoom and all of that. Zoom has um, issues. <laughs> Zoom does have its issues. But what I really like is, okay, there's a lot of people out there doing webinars right now, but most of them are selling at the end. And what it sounds like you're doing is you're doing this as, as a, to benefit your clients and not worried about the selling at the end. I, I mean, when I say you're, you're, I mean, I'm sure these are long-term clients, but there's a difference. There, there's a huge difference between having the sales at the end and being a marketer that I am. That's normally how it ends. And it doesn't sound like that you're doing that, which is awesome, which says you care about people. And that's why you're such a great networker because there's no uh, fear factor that your clients or people who are coming to your, um, into your LinkedIn network, they don't have a fear of being sold something. That's a good thing. Right. And I think for me, it's just being a resource long-term. I mean, so estate planning, long-term care planning, um, business advising, these are not instantaneous things that happen overnight. So I'm not a litigator in the sense of, um, uh, you know, somebody comes to me with their problem. I want to be their long-term problem solver. So how can I establish a relationship with you, a rapport, and then let's build a relationship together so that if you want to pick my brain, and I even told um, Matt this when I first met him, I love to just sit down and pick, you know, you know, shoot, just sit down um, and, and, and think of ideas, like entrepreneurial ideas. And so I'll do that with my business. I'm not necessarily billing them for my time, but, you know, if their business can grow and I am a part of that from the beginning, then they, 
will know to call me for anything. And so I, I have these clients who will call me when, you know, um, they need a plumber or they need a realtor or they right. need something or, you know, somebody gets terminated from a job. They need an employment attorney. So when I become that trusted resource, they know that I'm not always trying to sell them something. Um, and then the, the back end benefit to that is they will call me. And when they do need a service that they that um, I'll provide it for them. Yeah. Cause you seem to know everybody and you're a good, you're a good networker and, and yeah. And trustworthy. So tell us a little bit about how your networking has changed. So sounds like you're using LinkedIn more. You're talking about having virtual coffee meetings, right? You've got your, you have your women's group. Y'all used to do like a luncheon. Are y'all now doing a Zoom or what are y'all doing there? So I like to, so in terms of networking, I love to bring people together. Okay. So my big thing is how can I connect you with other people? Right. And, um, because it's like having a party. So, you know, and I, I love to throw parties and I love to bring people together. And, and people that aren't usually, if you saw them, if you saw the group of women or people that I would bring in the room, they're ethnically diverse, they're, they're from ages, like from, you know, 70 to 25. And right. so, you know, it, it's really the values that I bring the people together. So they have to have a core belief in, you know, doing for other people, um, be open-minded um, in that sense. And so I like to do these little groups. So I usually do an in-person foodie networking group. So we don't have that. So I still do a Lawyers Who Lunch with June Carlson, who's like from a bank from Southern First. And we, we did that virtual. And so we had somebody, we had Diana Murphy come on and talk about mindset um, and how people are, hand, how small law firms are handling it. So we did that. So everything has been moved to a virtual platform, except for the food aspect of it. I mean, I, I really do miss going to a wonderful restaurant, um, right. but most of it has been moved to online. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And the point is you're still networking. Like you didn't, your, your firm is, you're telling me you're, busy, you're staying busy because clients have needs and you're still staying busy networking during this crisis period, it sounds like. Right, right, right. And people are asking me for appointments. And so there's different people who will be like, okay, yeah, let's just jump on a call or let's let's just jump on a Zoom call. Um, so, and it still works. I mean, there's no travel time. So um, I just have to also remember to take breaks in between. But I mean, I feel like I'm accomplishing more because I don't have the constraints of traffic or other things in my schedule. Right. right. So let's, let me ask you a kind of a pick your brain question. Sure, what, would sure. be, what would be a couple of mistakes that would be very costly for a business owner to make right now? Um, like whether it be in their, um, in their business, their planning, what would be some mistakes that they should try to avoid right now when they're under all this pressure? So I think not thinking about the future um, because you've got these short-term goals. And um, so the short-term goals may be to, you know, operate the business um, for, you know, the next couple of weeks. How are we going to keep employees? Not availing yourself to government resources that are available. So, you know, with the SBA loans, you know, I'm telling all business owners, yeah, you should apply for it if you're eligible, but it's a benefit that's that even though you may feel like you might not need it now, nine months from now, you're going to be looking at this scenario and saying, 
hey, I wish I had that for, you know, so that I could ensure that those workers that I have, you know, I, I could have kept them. Because we don't know what the situation is going to be like nine months from now. And right. so really prepare and always look to the future. Yes, is it, is it stressful to look at, the, you know, your your diminishing um, bank account or um, the fear or looking at the news. And so, you know, I think the news can be overwhelming for business owners, looking at the stock market 25 times a day to see what, what it's doing. It's not, I mean, the significant changes. And then also look historically at, let's think about when this happened last, you know, not, not this specific situation, but hurdles that we've overcome. I mean, I remember 2008 and was it horrific? Yes, but we were able to do that and then try to look at the positive side of things. You know, the action of the government that, you know, doing these loans now, um, lessons that we did learn from before. And yes, you know, is the SBA, does it have challenges right now? Yes. I mean, did, you know, it's great in theory, but not necessarily in practice, but you know, that's going to be a lesson learned if this ever happens again in terms of businesses and how we operate. I mean, everything that you're doing right now, whether it's a business owner or, you know, a mom, these are little mini lessons that you're learning. And does it suck? Yes. Sometimes it completely sucks and it, it, it's not going to go your way and you can't, you know, be super positive about it um, right now. But if you don't keep your mindset right, then you will never, then it's gonna be more difficult three months from now when you're in the bottom, bottom, bottom. And so you need to be a little bit forward looking. Right, and that's a great point. So I actually had a conversation earlier today with one of my business owners. And so just went through, you know, the round of layoffs, right? Because let's keep it open in March or, or let's keep them on the payroll in March. Now we'll apply for the SBA. Gosh, I don't know if we can get it. So we did a, a layoff. Mm -hmm. So. That's very stressful as you were talking about, the stressful of right here and now. But in that same conversation, we continued, okay, what would it look like if we opened up, whatever, June 1st, July 1st, just like you were saying, trying to get him to focus on what would that look like? What could that work? Like you said, planning for the future. I know we're stuck in the here and now and you just furloughed, whatever the word is, furloughed 75, 85 people. But what could it look like to get back on the saddle and what would the business look like? Cause it might be a scaled up. A lot of these businesses I think will be scaling back up. It won't be, we just turn the lights right. back on and everybody right. comes in the door. It might be like grocery stores. Now we only have whatever 50 people in the grocery store at a time. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So it's funny you said it's focus on the now, which is the stress of having to lay off these people. Uh, just anyway, another email. Um, but then also focus it on, okay, what, what would it look like? What could it look just like I'm looking at your journal here, you know, what are the three priorities we're going to have when we do get back open? Whether that's May, June, July, what are the three priorities? So I totally agree with you. That's pretty good. An anticipation that there will be some kind of pent up demand, right? Once we go, and you know, this, this, and the thing is, is like, okay, everyone thinks the floodgates are going to open and then things will just go back to that. It's going to be a gradual process in the sense that, you know, this pent up, demand so you know people who are not getting their nails done or, or who are not getting their hair over here but um but there will be a pent-up demand and how so like physicians offices what are you going to do with all of those appointments like 
my daughter's missed an orthodontist appointment. My daughter's missed the dentist appointment. I've missed the dentist appointment. So, you know, so December through, or, you know, November, December is going to look completely different than what, you know, April and May are looking like right. that, you know, right. that business might have just shifted in the sense. And then how do you accommodate for those shifts? Because you don't want to lose the people that you've had this loyalty with. I mean, I'm just talking sure, about service sure. industry. Exactly. So there will be some kind of pent up demand. And why not take this time to look at the process and say, okay, if we have this pent up demand, then, you know, maybe we need to do Saturday right. office hours right. or appointments to accommodate the slow for May or June or whatever. Um, and then thinking thoughtfully about those things and then wrapping processes around that to say, okay, this is what we need to do then. Um, and then really evaluating now, like for me, it's like, how can I build more efficiencies into my process? What that would be, that's what I'm going to ask you right now. You've jumped to my question, which was, all right, what changes are you going to make in your practice? Do you, do you like these Zoom calls? Do you like the networking? Are you going to work from home once or twice a week once we're out of here? What are you going to do, Cherish? Well, Give I'm me two or three. No, I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> You're so having I lunches out every day. <laughs> I'm going to a restaurant too. I'm with you. I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I want a nice, good steak and some lobster or something. I mean, I'm going to treat myself after this. And those are, from a mindset perspective, those are the things that I have to hold on to right. so that I don't go like nutty. So, you know, those beach vacations, which have been canceled for me, will still go on. I don't know when, but at some point. And I need to be forward thinking about that. But I do like certain efficiencies. I like the fact that um, some of the stuff can be do done online. So, you know, making my clients comfortable with reviewing documents, so estate planning documents prior to us actually getting physically um, together. So right. we've done all of that, you know, sending the documents to them ahead of time so they can review it, but reviewing it with them online. Um, and then just developing the efficiencies because I think it's a lot harder for to run a staff virtually than it is to do in person. So you don't have the, I'm going to pass by your office and give you a note. You have to right. be thoughtful about, okay, these are the key things I need to get done today. You know, I've got to deal with my kids from nine to 10. So, you know, I've got to think about the, these top three priorities, delegate them at 845 so that when my assistant jumps online at nine o'clock, she's doing them from nine to 10, check in at noon. So, you know, it's, it's very methodical in that sense. Right. Versus, you know, when you're in the office and you're like, oh, just do this or do that. It, it, it's, right. it's a lot more focused. So, I mean, I, I want to keep that focus, but then I also, you know, I do want to go on a vacation or I do want to take breaks and enjoy my life and, and not be stuck with it. So well, it's the processes. I mean, so what's happened, see, I think when you when you're at the office, you have processes, but they're not as, I mean, they're written down, but like you get into these other side processes that are never part of the process. But now right. that you're home, you realize if I'm going to be productive in this environment, I've got to schedule when my assistant gets on, because now your kids are part of the equation at work. <laughs> right. It's a different animal altogether. So, right, right. And I'm like, okay, not everybody take the bandwidth from nine to ten. I'm gonna be on a Zoom I've got call. A Zoom call. <laughs> it's so um, true. So, and all right. So I had my top three goals of the day. So I had two client calls and a Zoom call with Cherish and Dave. Just yeah, wanting you to know yeah, that was on you my were in my journal daily. Too. So. That was daily in my journal, just so you know. <laughs> And, um, and 
just so you know, when, when Matt's talking about how precious journals are. Um, oh, oh, Dave's got one. Yes, oh, I mean so. that. And it's always, it, it's like, I don't treat that like a normal um, notebook. I'll just, I mean, it's very, it's very different. I, I write very, I'm a writer, so I write very oh, differently yeah. in that. So, uh, but, but journals mean a lot. And, and so now that you've done it, and I'm like, wait a second, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> See, giving is not one of my love languages, but acts of service are, but you can, yeah. um, what is, I'm trying to think of the author, uh, the, the five lo love languages. Yeah, um, Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman. That's, Gary Chapman, yeah. that's right. Love la I languages. I like you, Dave. I was like, he's speaking our language. I know, I know. He's right in there. <laughs> he's right in there. So seriously, I mean, I took so much away from this conversation here. So you're like the king networker in my mind, <laughs> and you have such, you know, uh, genuine um, caring behind that. But but you have very intentional, right? So you, you give you give the gift and the personal note. I think that's wonderful. But you're only giving it to those that will really use it. I like it that you want to connect your networks together. I like it that you want to be a resource for your clients and for your network, so you can introduce other uh, colleagues to each other. I like it that you are always looking for those opportunities and, and that is just kind of the, the, the abundance, right? The more I give, the more it'll come back to me in return because if you're a resource on the way up, uh, it just, as everybody grows, we all, we all grow together. So, I mean, I'm, to me, you're the king networker. I, that might not have the, you view yourself, Cherish, but I'm just telling you everything that I've written down here, you know, uh, the, the gifts and the, and the sharing and the introductions and you are the king networker. Just, just so you know, and you're intentional about it, and that's that makes a big difference. So, all right. So, where do we find you, Cherish? And do you have any webinars coming up? Yes, I do have um, webinars. I actually am doing a creating the ultimate backup plan on Friday with Corey, which I have to introduce you. To. Well, no, yeah, I'll have to introduce you to him. Um, but that's on Friday from twelve to one, and it's just talking about estate planning and, and, and planning during the, uh, the COVID crisis. Um, and then I do have a couple of webinars coming up, but you can reach me at www.delacruz-law.com and 678-922-1532. Um, uh, and I'm always happy to be a resource and thank you guys for having me on. This has been so much fun and I'm so glad to meet you, Dave. And I'm so glad to meet you, Cherish. And this was really informative. And and Matt, where can we find you? Yeah, so easy. Get me on LinkedIn, Matt Hudgens over on LinkedIn, or my coaching website is 10xprofitblueprint.com, 10xprofitblueprint.com. How about you, Dave? Well, you can find us at profitabilitymd.com. You can find us on YouTube, profitabilitymd. You can find me at davidmulvaney.com. And I am David Mulvaney on LinkedIn and across most social media. So Perfect. Cherish, right, thank you so much, and we will see you very soon. And we'll, we'll have a drink after. Okay, that's exactly <laughs> when it's all over.